Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Two Teas in a Pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Two Teas in a Pod, except it's only one T and an E. <laughs> Guest co-host, Emily Simpson. Hi. Hi. I'm excited. Are you ready to get shady and do all the things? Oh my gosh. I always am in trouble anyway. So why not? Let's do it. Okay. Um, so first couple of things I posted on my Insta story. If anybody mm-hmm. has questions for you, first thing that people ask me because Tamara's going on vacation, Emily Simpson will be filling in for Tamara. First question was Teddy, did you actually get to pick who you wanted <laughs> to co-host with you? Yeah. I don't and even I, know the answer to this. <laughs> um, I did. I actually got to, well, first I was just like kind of going through the list of people that I was like, all right, who don't like, for me, the guidelines are who doesn't take themselves too seriously. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who's actually willing to do the work and watch the shows and get invested because not everybody will. Some people say they will, Mm -hmm. but then they half-ass it. And I'm like, no, she's like a lawyer. Like she actually does. No, I do my homework. I do the research. If I have an assignment, I I do the assignment. Okay. So those two things. And then plus we've always had so much fun with you. And no matter what we're watching on the show or not, I feel like you're always going to give your opinion, which is what I want. Even if it's not my opinion, even though (laughs) mine is normally the right one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. That's the first. well, we will see. As we'll we see. <laughs> and and something I was curious about. Yeah. Because once we asked you, you had to go back because you hadn't been watching New York. No. Or Salt Lake. <laughs> no. So or Orange County. <laughs> so yeah, you've never watched going into any reunion or anything. You've never watched the episodes. No. <laughs> so how was it sitting down and binge watching New York <laughs> and Salt Lake? Um. You know, I mean, it was a lot of pressure because I was like, oh, my God, when I was on vacation. So when we got back from vacation, I had to just like sit and binge all of them. But um, 
I don't, I mean, I actually enjoyed it. I was like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand why people watch these shows. <laughs> it's kind of entertaining. And if you had to pick, would you rather, if you had to pick which cast you were going to yeah. be on, would you rather be on New York or Salt Lake? Well, I mean, I love the ladies on New York, but as far as my personality and me, I feel like I fit better with Salt Lake. And who would be your best friend on Salt Lake? Well, probably Lisa Barlow, because I do know Lisa and I and we do chat, you know, kind of often. So, I've, but, you know, you never know. How can you not chat with Lisa? She never stops talking. I know. Well, basically what I mean is she talks and I just sit <laughs> <laughs> and listen. <laughs> That's what I meant by talk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Other questions for you were, what is it that shifted that made you want to do like this fitness lifestyle change? Was there like a defining moment? <sighs> um you know, I posted today and I said, when I turned 42, which happens to coincide with exactly when I went on the show was age 42, I gained 40 pounds just, and I didn't change anything in my lifestyle. It's not like I went out and changed my diet or, or I got depressed or I, I mean, I think it was all hormonal and just being middle-aged and, you know, probably dealing with the show and not dealing with it well. And for five years, I've had, you know, an extra 40 pounds on. And I said, you know, I still wore a bathing suit all five seasons. I walked around. I never cared, um, but I wasn't comfortable. It's not, I didn't feel like myself. And so I really just wanted to feel like myself again. And so that's why I really committed to it. I was tired of feeling, I was tired of being tired and yeah. tired of my clothes not fitting and tired of not feeling like me. And I think what something that you did just say that mm -hmm. a lot of people can't was even when you weren't feeling like yourself, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you still don't love yourself or you're still not yeah. body positive or wherever yeah. it is that we all currently are. Cause I've been in the same situation. Yeah. It's just wanting to get to a place where you feel better personally. It's not yeah. like for everybody else. It's for us. Yeah. And I hate it. And you know, the comment that I get that I can't stand is when people are like, oh, you live in Orange County, you conformed, conformed. First of all, I'm brunette. I'm five foot nine. I outweigh all these bitches in Orange County by 50 pounds. <laughs> even when I'm at my thinnest, there is no conforming. Like I clearly didn't conform. My husband's Mormon. Like I'm like non-conforming. I just want to feel healthy and fit and have energy. I mean, what's wrong with that? Every woman wants to feel like that. Yeah. Why, why not? Oh my gosh. You just reminded me that Shane's Mormon. So we have so much more insight <laughs> on Salt Lake. I was like, no, I was watching Salt Lake and I was like, you girls should really have Shane on here. Not me. Like, why is he not doing, why is he not recapping Salt Lake? He's got so many opinions. <laughs> well, I do have, we have a couple of questions that maybe if he can, he can chime in and give us the answers to, because I am a little confused about, and I got a tongue lashing by some of our listeners because I mm -hmm. thought I knew the answers because I have some people that are LDS that work yeah. with me. And I've heard that, but what I've learned is in the Mormon community, it's not like the same rules everybody applies to their life. It's a little bit skewed. Well, like, and I, and you know, I also feel like with Mormonism or LDS and these women on Salt Lake City are in Utah. And when you're talking about Heather, you're talking about someone that comes from a long line of, of family that are, that have been Mormon throughout their whole life. And a lot of times I think, um, doctrine, like actual written doctrine gets confused with just how things have been done in that family and in Utah. And I don't know, Shane's like an Orange County Mormon. So a lot of times he's like, I don't even know what they're talking about. So I think there's a huge difference between Utah and, and Orange. <laughs> he's an Orange County Mormon. I don't know. 
So question, <laughs> did you and Shane consummate your marriage prior to getting married? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's such a good, he's a good, he's a good Mormon. Yeah. So hold on. Did you soak first? Soak? What is that? I don't even know what that means. What? Soaking is where you put it in, but you don't penetrate. Like, you know, well, if go- it's in, how are you not penetrating? I don't know. These are things, terms <laughs> I've learned. Like you, you, you go in, but you don't go up like this. What is this word? You'll learn vocabulary is not my strong suit. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Either way it goes in, but you don't go. There's no friction. Oh, there's no thrusting. Oh, so apparently there's a loophole it's like how there's a loophole you can drink monster energy drinks but you can't drink a coffee yeah well I don't know about those loopholes I was trying I actually had a long conversation with Shane about those because I didn't understand it either (laughs) and I don't know if I ever got like a straight answer like a lot of it was like well it's suggested I'm like well is it written is it suggested like I don't get it and at what point do you get ousted because we're watching this season of Lisa Barlow and then we'll get into housewife headlines and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but this season on Lisa Barlow's son is going on a mission. Lisa Barlow's son, as you saw in one of the earlier episodes, says he's going on a mission. But then we're also seeing Lisa Barlow. She has a tequila company. She drinks. She does all the things. Mm -hmm. When it comes to your kids and growing up, like you have a son. Two. Yeah. Two sons. Yeah. How would you feel about him wanting to go on a mission or them becoming LDS? Oh, I know. You know, that is so hard. That's been a, a struggle. Um, just because Shane is Mormon and I respect him. He's my husband. So I respect him. I respect his religion. I respect his decisions. It's, it's difficult when it comes to our children because I'm not religious and I don't even know a lot about his religion. We, I ask questions and we have conversations, but then I just kind of get bored and I like kind of bow out. So, you know, Shane went on a mission. So did he meet his first wife? No, on not on a mission. I don't even know where he met his first wife, Utah. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where. Yeah. You know what? I would be okay with it just because I think um, it's such a, a growth experience. Shane's oldest daughter, Shelby, went on a mission. And I tell you, she was a totally different person when she came back. She was more mature. She was, uh, she spoke better. She um, was helpful around the house when before she wasn't, her room was always a mess. She came back from her, her mission and she was like, how can I help? She was doing dishes. She was making her bed. I was like, can I send all my kids on a mission? Like, this is amazing. Can they You're go like, now? can I send Shane back on another mission? <laughs> I, like, I mean, they come back and they're like helpful and they're uh, mature and they speak well. And I don't know. It was, I thought it was a really good experience. Well, okay. Well, I like it. But on your Instagram, you've been posting about something that you got done to your eyes. I've always been really open about, you know, my neck lift or Botox or any of the things. So what exactly did you get done? What's the sitch? Um, it's called a bluff. I don't know what the whole word is. Obviously it's like a long medical term, but the, the, term is bleph b-l-e-p-h and it's where they just where it's a simple surgery i was awake during the whole thing it's where they just cut out that you know that layer of skin where my you get girlfriend old. just did this yeah yeah and it starts to it starts to fall i noticed in photos of myself that i didn't have eyes anymore it was just eyelashes and lips that was it there were like no eyeballs so you so, like go to put makeup on and this part would like move around. Yeah. And it was like low, you know what I mean? Like it was like, I literally didn't have any eyeballs. I mean, I have small eyes anyway. So then when they, when I start to get old and it starts to droop, there's just like nothing. It was just like eyelashes and big lips. That was it. No, eyeballs. I never so. noticed for the record, but I know it's to all. <laughs> 
So it's finally healed. It's been like three weeks now, but it's nice. There's more space up there now. So was it painful? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the actual procedure wasn't painful. It took about an hour and a half and he did it. You know, I was awake. I mean, it's awkward. You know, you're laying there, you know, while someone's cutting your eye, you can feel pressure. And then I was sore the next day and it's kind of hard to see because it's all, you know, you're cut and it's bleedy yeah. and, and, you know, but it, I healed really quickly, really nicely. So. Well, it looks beautiful. Thank you for being so transparent. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grace ever, now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Hi, it's Tamara Judge, co-owner of Vena CBD, where our mission is your health and wellness. At Vena, we understand life's daily challenges, and that's why we offer a range of CBD products designed to help you find balance and feel your best. Whether you're struggling with stress, sleep, or just looking for a daily wellness boost, we've got you covered. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking Lights Out Sleep Gummies before bed. Our best sellers, like the Cloud9 Mood Enhancing Gummy and our Lights Out Sleep Gummy, are made with the highest quality of ingredients, grown right here in the USA, ensuring that you get all the benefits without any compromise. And we stand by our products. Not only are they third-party tested for quality, but we also offer a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Experience the difference with Vena CBD and take the first step towards a more balanced you. Visit venacbd.com today and explore our range of products. And for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive discount on your first order. Just use the code TEAPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout for buy one, get one free. No matter what, me and Tamara get ourselves in hot water in some capacity. So lucky for you, while you're filling in for her, I'm yeah. sure you can get yourself in more. Great. This first Looking one was um, <laughs> Talk of Shame's Instagram. I had no idea. And then all of a sudden, everyone started sending me this. Um, Tamara and Teddy's pod interview with Erica Jane has entered the Tom Girardi competency chat. Erica Jane's interview on Two Teas in a Pod just got introduced as evidence on the Tom Girardi's competency hearing. Erica said on Two Teas in a Pod that Tom asked how her show was doing. The defense has been arguing that this type of dementia that Tom has means he can't retain new memories. But the prosecution is trying to show through this podcast that he is aware of things happening in current time. Okay, how normal is it? in like the court of law that they're going to go to like a gossip Bravo <laughs> podcast and pull like it was 
Well, they're clearly following everything Erica Jane closely, you know, because they're trying to look for some evidence of, um, you know, her having conversations with him. And so it just happened that they they found some evidence on your podcast. Good job. Way to go. (laughs) I feel like you guys should get like a medal or something. I was like, are we official journalists now? Like, I I can't. Um, Just hope you don't get called to testify. Oh, my God. Do I have if you get called to testify, do you have to testify? Um, I think it just depends. I mean, you can get subpoenaed, but I, I, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't know. It depends on the circumstances and what they want you to testify about. And I mean, I, I was I, just joking. I don't think they're going to call you to testify. I don't I think mean, so either. It's all they have, there. They have the evidence that they want. It's her, <laughs> it's her talking about, I mean, what are you going to do? Just confirm what's on the video. <laughs> I, I was under the influence during the pod. I can't yeah, remember. Right. Um, okay. Then the next one is the Real Housewives of New York seating chart. So we've got oh, yeah. Andy in the middle. Then we've got Jessel, Bren, and Uba on one side. And then on the other side, we have Aaron, Jenna, and Cy. Yeah. Is this what you expected? Now that you've watched all well, of the episodes? Yeah, I'll, now that I've watched all of them at one time. Um, I didn't expect Jessel by Andy. I wouldn't have done that. But I mean, who would you have put there? probably Bren. I just thought she had a, I just thought she was a lot, but you know, seating charts, honestly, people make a big deal out of seating charts, but can I just confirm that I'm always on the end and I'm still here after five years? And I can (laughs) confirm that I was always in the middle and I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always on the end. I feel like they're just like, you know, who are we going to put on the end? Emily, definitely put Emily on the end. (laughs) I, but I do think there is something to be said about first seat. Whether I don't think this two and three really makes that big of a difference. I don't think first seat is like a sign of who Andy is really enjoying. It's just my guess. I don't know if it's enjoying as much as it's that person had a lot of things going on and a lot to talk about. So they're closest to Andy. I know. I actually was a little bit shocked, though, even though I don't think she's been a part of the drama. But I thought Jenna would be first seat because she seems like the like almost like the top dog and like she's the HBIC, right? Yeah. She's definitely the HBIC. Yeah. Like they're all, she's the name. She's Mm -hmm. also the one that I feel like all the women are a little scared to fuck with. They they are, they, they really are, but they, they like to do it when she's not around though. (laughs) Yeah. They like to do it when she's not around. And, but they also, I think there's a, a bit of intimidation. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, they're always like, oh, it's Jenna Lyons. It's Jenna Lyons. I mean, I didn't know who Jenna Lyons was, but I just, you know, I watched 10 episodes at one time and clearly like she was by <laughs> far like the biggest name on that show. Cause everybody's like, it's Jenna Lyons. We're in Jenna Lyons closet. This is Jenna Lyons shoes. This is Jenna Lyons, you know, chair. So I was like, oh, well, she's a big yeah. deal. Right. Uh, apparently she's a really big deal. I, I, we also wouldn't be considered New York socialites. So, so no. I think that we're able to, um, I can barely hang out in orange County. Like they just let me live here. <laughs> I barely read <laughs> this podcast. studio. This is where I actually reside and spend the majority of my time. Um, we'll get back into New York after. <sighs> We've got some Bethany Frankel news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Bethany gets back backlash over giving used makeup to TJ Maxx employee. The mm-hmm. video has been deleted, but don't worry. I took the time to rewatch it. Um, 
glorified gossip girls instagram has been posting some of her comments so just mm -hmm. to give you guys any backstory if you haven't seen she essentially she does these makeup tutorials mm -hmm. or whatever they are where she talks about her favorite makeup brands she tries mm -hmm. them on says this one's worth it this one's not she's made a big thing of it on tiktok people love it or they don't you know she's mm -hmm. a polarizing person regardless yeah but she does this thing where she shows up to TJ Maxx with all of her used makeup. It's so cringy. I couldn't even I, watch I, it. I, I mean, it, I, it gave me a stomach ache. I'm not even kidding. It was so bad. I mean, I think there's a difference. Okay. I don't have a problem with used makeup. So like if I, when it comes to like, if you and I were sitting at dinner yeah, and you were like, oh, you, I was like, oh shoot, I need lip gloss. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. I'm obsessed. And you were like, have this one. I have another one. Yeah. That awesome. Well, I feel like that's completely appropriate between friends. You know, I mean, I get sent a bunch of free stuff too. Not like the level of Bethany Frankel, but I yeah. mean, I give stuff away to friends, even if, and I can see, even if you tried it once and you're like, it's not really my color, not really my thing, but do you want it? It would be great for you. Like, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I think the problem is just the cringiness of walking into a public space with a huge bag full of makeup that's been used one time and trying to pawn it off on poor Consuela. Like, yeah. That, and and that was like I was like and she just wouldn't stop she's like no take it like you want it and you could tell the woman like didn't want to have anything to do with it she didn't know what was going on I'm sure she didn't consent to being on her video I mean it was so bad it was not not only was it so bad she said to my friend and then she didn't even know Consuela's know. name I know and then she just kept going. And the, the the part that really got me was now she already doesn't want your used products. You can tell she's uncomfortable. You can tell she doesn't want to be videoed. But then she says, I'm not allowed to take this because I'm at work. And then yeah. Bethany, as if she owns TJ Maxx, <laughs> I know. She's like, is like, I'll she's reach like, out. Yes. Let me let me get my people to reach out to their people and I will make this happen. You can take my used makeup. It's not a problem. I will fix this. I will reach out. I was like, my goodness, let it go. <laughs> and I just kind of wonder what kind of complex you have to have to get to that point, because now she did an additional post, which I think is also deleted where it may not be deleted. I don't know. I hope it was deleted because I felt awkward watching it. Um where she talks about, yes, cancel me because I re-gift. Listen, I also re-gift. If somebody gives me a, a nice candle yeah. and it's somebody's like housewarming, I'll bring yeah. that nice candle yeah. unopened to yeah. my friend. Yeah. But the way that she says it is not like I'm giving re-gifting to my friend. She always tries to say her re-gifting is to someone that's in a position where they work for her. Or they've done something nice for her. Or like, it's always like, I don't know. I just don't like that. Like, I am above everybody. Well, else. yeah. The, the gifting wasn't a, a re-gifting like you and I re-gift. At Christmas time, I find some, you know, makeup in my closet to give to like the kid's teacher or something. Like, that's the kind of re-gifting I do. And it's brand new. It's never been opened, too. Yes. But this is like, and she kept calling it brand new, but she'd be like, it's brand new, but I only used it once. But it's brand new, but I only used it once. Like, I mean, like, I'm going to go to, like, I'm going to go to, um, you know, to Trader Joe's and get milk that's only been used once. Like, it's no, brand it, new. Yeah, it, it's, it's, brand <laughs> it's brand new. That toothbrush is brand yeah. new. I just it hasn't brushed my teeth yet. So it's fine. Well, she also did one where she gave makeup to workers at a mini mart. And then somebody comments, why is the assumption that Consuela can't afford a Patrick Ta palette? 
genuine question. Been a long time follower. Mm-hmm. And she writes back she doubled because down. she's a cashier at TJ Maxx. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I, I just listen, I I I personally don't, it's just so out of touch. I personally yeah. don't even want to spend that kind of money for makeup myself. Yeah. So I understand that she's saying it's expensive. But if you've opened that shit and you don't personally know the person, you don't give it to anyone. Yeah, it's the assumption that I think is so cringy. It's just the assumption that, you know, that people that work at TJ Maxx can't afford makeup. And it's so cringy. And she doubles down on it. Like she knows that people are talking about this. They're talking about it negatively. Like we can't believe that you did this. And she, instead of like recognizing that maybe it was cringy and something that she did wrong, she doubles down. She's like, because she works at TJ Maxx. <laughs> That's yeah, like- why. <laughs> But also, do you find it something that you do where you would film yourself doing any of your good deeds? Like, it's one thing if you're doing it on a television show, you're living out your regular life and whatever it may right. be that you're doing. That's one thing. Right. But when you're, if you were to decide to like go through Starbucks line where occasionally, you know, you'll yeah. pay for the person behind you. Just yeah. To do that. And I'm filming it. filming it. <laughs> look, look what I'm doing. But by no. the way, that's actually a good deed. That's yeah. different. <laughs> Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it's like when her purpose is to be altruistic, then just be altruistic. You don't have to like put Consuela in your video (laughs) and to make it look like you're a good person. Just be a good person. You don't have to document being a good person. And and don't call somebody your friend if you don't know their fucking name. I think that's a general rule. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's that's like rule 101, you know, in humanity. Like, here's my friend. I'm sorry. What's your name? (laughs) What's your name? And also, I want to get Consuela on the phone and be like, I need to know if you actually ever complimented her all the time she's come in and purchased makeup. Has it always been you at this station? Like, or yeah. did she just pick anybody random? It was just- it was anyone random. And I didn't even understand what she was saying. They compliment her on. She was like, they compliment me on my purchases or something like on her purchases. Like, good job buying makeup. Like, I don't understand. Good. Compliment her on her purchases. It's one thing food. Sometimes we'll be like, oh, that's my favorite. Yummy. But like, I don't know. Anywho. Isn't she a big advocate for, you know, reality TV and, you know, people should unionize and they should get paid what they're worth. (laughs) And she made Consuela a reality star (laughs) without giving her a contract or money. True. (laughs) (laughs) I think that, you know, in closing, I think Bethany is a big advocate for herself and she figures out any way that she can get press and listen. You do you, but Mm -hmm. when you do make a mistake and listen, I put my foot in my mouth all the fucking time, but if I do make a mistake, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. If you were going to, okay, you have your phone and you go into a public place. Would you ask the person there before you filmed them and put them up on your Instagram, you know, where you have like a million followers? I mean, I don't know how many followers Bethany has. I assume it's millions. Yeah. I mean, the other day I was going into a doctor's office and we had to run through like a full sprinkler system because Mm -hmm. a truck had hit like uh, whatever the water thing and it was everywhere. And I did a video of it because it was Mm -hmm. hilarious. And before I posted, I looked behind me at the two other women and said, hey, guys, I know you don't even know who I am or anything, but I have Mm -hmm. a good amount of followers on Instagram. Are you okay with your face being in the background of this shit show? And they were both like, oh, yeah, totally fine. Right. But like, I think there's a level of respect, just like posting somebody else's kids mm-hmm. or somebody at their job. I, I, it's just. I don't yeah. know. 
I yeah. think it's, but you know, and even the difference in that story that you just told, those are people in the background. Like you weren't making the video about them. True. Like she made the video. The video is about Consuela. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's the star <laughs> of the video. And she, she didn't even, even think about that. I mean, yours are just background actors that just happened to like be in the shot. I mean, Consuela, they were like ruining the my alone shot. Yeah. Like they just, my like, fault they had to be there. Right. And you still ask them. How good would it have been if Consuela was like, this is my first day, <laughs> right? She's like, and I had, I don't know who you are and we're not friends. Get out. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we will recap the Real Housewives of New York. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Hi, it's Tamara Judge, co-owner of Vena CBD, where our mission is your health and wellness. At Vena, we understand life's daily challenges, and that's why we offer a range of CBD products designed to help you find balance and feel your best. Whether you're struggling with stress, sleep, or just looking for a daily wellness boost, we've got you covered. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking lights out sleep gummies before bed. Our best sellers, like the Cloud9 Mood Enhancing Gummy and our Lights Out Sleep Gummy, are made with the highest quality of ingredients, grown right here in the USA, ensuring that you get all the benefits without any compromise. And we stand by our products. Not only are they third-party tested for quality, but we also offer a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Experience the difference with Vena CBD and take the first step towards a more balanced you. Visit venacbd.com today and explore our range of products. And for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive discount on your first order. Just use the code TEAPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout for buy one, get one free. So we are back to recap the Real Housewives of New York. It starts off with Jessel says she thinks that Aaron does not believe that she grew up with nothing. Uba says, who is anyone to question where someone came from and how much money they had in their account? Jessel says she does not have to explain herself to anyone. Okay. Do we think that Jessel is trying to create a storyline that paints a different portrait from the truth? Or do you think she was just sharing her story and is long-winded? I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of can go either way. I really don't know. I, 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 when she was talking and she was explaining the uncles and living in Paris and like, there's a painter or something. I was like, what the hell is she talking about? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. How did we get here? We're in Paris and we're talking about a photographer or something. 
but but then she just you know she swore up and down that like she came from nothing and you know she only had twenty dollars when she went to New York and then I and then in my mind I'm thinking why would someone make that up I mean if I grew up wealthy I would just own it and be like yeah I grew up wealthy so I don't know I don't really know I guess I'm split on that I don't know I I'm, I was split on it too and then I watched Aaron on Watch What Happens Live whatever it was last night or two mm-hmm. nights ago and she said what. What Jessel didn't actually realize is that if you're in a situation where you can live with your uncle and you can have an internship where you're not being paid, that mm-hmm. itself is a privilege. Yeah. And I know um, Aaron said the the uncle was wealthy. Is that confirmed? Like, was he a wealthy uncle or do we not know? I don't think I mean, I I think he's a wealthy uncle. I think he's a wealthy uncle from what yeah. I've looked into, but I also want to know the juxtaposition between at what point was Jessel. I don't know that Jessel was trying to one up sigh on who had a harder upbringing or, up, yeah. or even to Bren. I think yeah. she's just sharing her own personal thoughts on how she grew up and she yeah. probably has no real reality of well, yeah, because if someone did grow up privileged and then they only had $20 in their bank account and they were an intern, they probably think that's shit, right? Like they're yeah. like, it was so hard because that's their their perception, right? So, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Didn't she say her college was paid for though? Her Didn't her, her parents pay for her school? I, I think so. I mean, I... I think that we all have moments when we look back in parts of our life where I'm like, gosh, those first couple of years I was in L.A. were mm-hmm. a little rough. I lived in mm-hmm. that studio apartment on my freaking bunk bed futon yeah. and we were roughing it. Yeah. That being said, my parents still shipped my car out here for me mm-hmm. and, you know, got my foot in the first door to get my first job. Like there are things that I wouldn't have had if it wasn't for them. Did I have any money? No. Yeah. But did I grow up with money? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, did I have any money? No. Did I grow up with money? No, but, <laughs> but you have it now and <laughs> yeah. I'm doing fine now. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think if she was doing it after Sai was sharing her story or Bren mm-hmm. was sharing her story in a way to say, to try to one up theirs, I would yeah. think it was different, but I don't think that was necessarily the case. They asked her. They did ask her because they were saying that they knew about everyone else except for her because she hadn't really shared any of her background or her family. And so I don't know. Then she did share and then they didn't want to accept what she shared. So (laughs) they're like, share your life, share it. And then she shares it. And they're like, not that life. (laughs) No, our life was worse. Like it's not a competition on who had a harder upbringing at that point in time. If she would have cut off Bren or sigh mid sentence and been like, wow, you have no idea how bad my life was. Right. Then I would have been like, fuck you, Jessel. But at this point I was like, she's just sharing. She doesn't know anybody. Yeah. I mean, she's sharing. It was like odd way to share. I mean, we had to go to Paris and then we were in (laughs) Africa. I mean, we, we had to go around the globe. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I do feel like Jessel could be like, I went to Starbucks and the girls would be like, you don't love coffee. Like we love coffee. Yeah. Like there's always something that she's going to say that's going to piss them off. Yeah, totally. And she doesn't fully like listen to what the other girls are saying either. I don't think. No, (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't. I Uh, like her husband, though. He reminds me of Shane, doesn't he? 
Yeah, he do- actually, now that you say that, he does kind of remind me. Yeah, of but I just want to say to Pavitt, like, I think Pavitt can run because Shane walked. Like, I feel like like people probably get him because of Shane Simpson. I think he, like, paved the way for those men that aren't interested in filming and don't really give a crap about, you know, their, like, what their image their is. Their image. I mean- yeah, I mean Shane's like that. He doesn't care, and I love it when he's like sixty-two thousand for preschool. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, we're gonna pay for them to like paint and 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 color. Like, that would have been Shane. I don't care how much money Shane has. If I told him we had to pay sixty-two thousand for our kids to go to Montessori, he would have been like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Me? <laughs> to the same school that Tom Cruise's son yes. went to. <laughs> I mean, his children are adult children too, so it's not like you're gonna rub shoulders with Tom Cruise. I mean, yeah. Kids are adults. I I actually I have noticed that there is a lot of fan love for Pavit now. Where at the beginning it was a little rough, but then now people have kind of you're you're seeing a shift where people are starting to love Jessel and Pavit. Yeah, and it's kind of we just had to we had to stay the course, which I think is the same with Shane. At first with Shane, we didn't know. Yeah. Well, I think, I think so many husbands, you should ask Shane about this because he has such an opinion about husbands on, on housewife shows. Like he's, he's so opinionated because I think he, he feels like so many husbands play up to the camera. You know, they're like, so what did you do at brunch with your girlfriends? And he's like, no one would ever actually ask that. And he doesn't do stuff like that. He never asked me things that he's like, I would never ask you that. So I'm not doing it. And yeah. I think Pav- I, like Pavit's the same way. It's like, I'm going go to go, where's he going? Like Vietnam to get a sandwich <laughs> or something? <laughs> I was like, that's so Shane. He'd be like, I'm going to end now. You can film by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to waste my time asking you bullshit questions. Right. But it didn't take Shane a full season to turn around, to do the no, turn around. Three, three, three seasons. <laughs> Maybe three? two. Well, I, don't know. I feel like it just took me one. I feel like the first season I was like, I think I didn't love like certain things he would say to you, but then yeah. I realized my husband says the same shit to me. So why yeah. I'm like, that's why I'm actually. Yeah. Pissed. Yeah. He, he does. I've been in Vegas with you. <laughs> he does say the same stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I related to it. So yeah. then I took it personally as if Shane yeah. said those things to me. Right. Right. <laughs> um, then we have Bryn chugging some pineapple juice and says that this is for you, Jenna. Wait, Jenna is that says, a sexual innuendo? Is the yes. pineapple juice? Right. Yeah, it's supposed to make. Well, I here's the thing. I knew it's supposed to make sperm. <laughs> yeah, that's the sweeter, part I didn't get. But I didn't know that it made like your what, vagina taste better. I, is that what it does? I mean, and what do we call vagina juice? What is I don't, it? I don't. Uh, I don't know. Secretion. Discharge. Discharge. No, that's that's like from your uterus. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, but I oh. thought it was only for men. Like I know when Shane buys the pineapple juice at the grocery store, I gotta hide you out. Got but... You're gonna have to get on your knees and go to town. <laughs> but I really didn't know that. I mean, I never. I'm not a big pineapple juice drinker, so I've never been like, oh, that pineapple juice really made my pee smell good, or yeah. like where you know asparagus is a problem. Yeah, asparagus is a problem, but I don't understand. So pineapple juice makes your vagina like taste better. Fresh? Fresh, fresh and fresh and citrusy. <laughs> I don't know, but she kept doing it. But Bryn jokingly tells Jenna that she has a crush on her. Okay. I get that Bryn is a flirt, but yeah. at some point, do we think that Bryn is taking her flirting a little too far? And if this was like reversed in any other situation, mm-hmm. 
I feel like we'd be in a pickle. <laughs> I do think that her whole personality is just flirtatious. From the moment she gets up to the time she goes to bed, I bet she flirts with every single person she comes in contact with. And I actually find it cute. Like I find her to be funny and lighthearted and cute. And, um, but I don't know. I worry about Jenna. Cause I don't, I, I, I worry that like, she's going to like hurt her or like break her little heart because I feel like oh, do Jenna, you think Jenna's actually falling for her. I, I mean, I felt like she, she was talking about how she was beautiful and I, you know, and she's always so insecure with herself. So to have like the hot bodacious, like beautiful one, like all over you flirting with you. Like, I just don't want Jenna to get her little heart broken. See, I think Jenna, um, is so grateful that Bren is flirting with her so she can have something to talk about that actually doesn't affect her in any capacity. Like she's oh, like, you mean like something lighthearted? So we're not yeah, talking like about her life thing, or her like it because these were her best confessionals this episode, mm -hmm. making the jokes about Bren. Like yeah. being like, oh, of course I'm gonna make her sign a prenup. Like all yeah. of those confessionals, I was like, Yeah, Jenna, you're funny. Yeah. Like Who she finally, know? she finally got the opportunity to be lighthearted. Like she's definitely the HBIC. Like all these women are like, you know, bowing down to her when she walks into the room, but she has so much more vulnerability than any of the other ones. Like she's so hard and, and boss and, and sensitive. And like, I want to hug her all at the same time, you know? But also I don't find her judgmental. Not at all. Like you would think normally when I need have to take lessons from her. Well, I, but like, she really seems like pretty, uh, to me at least, like, yeah, she seems like she has her own boundaries. She mm -hmm. seems like she knows what she wants and she mm -hmm. likes. And listen, I can pay for what I want to do. So I'm going to fucking yeah. do it the way I want to do it. And you know what? Great. You should. But most of the time when you get women, I'm not going to name names, maybe mm -hmm. somebody on your show. And I think there's <laughs> someone on Salt Lake, et cetera, et cetera. Probably someone on Beverly Hills where they have the most money in a setting mm -hmm. they then have this like neat oh it's i was watching even camille season one on mm -hmm. beverly hills and just this need to like throw it in your face yeah that she's above you financially or that right. her husband but then i was wondering is that because and sorry guys is that because jenna made her money herself versus her husband Oh, you mean like when, when women marry into it and then all of a sudden they have a bunch of money that they didn't have before, they feel the need to constantly talk about it and they have a yes. superiority complex and they're like, I'm better than everyone else. But if you earned it on your own, you have respect for yourself yeah, you have and respect. for other women. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering if that's it. I mean, I don't know Jenna Lyons. We haven't gotten past Jenna Lyons' mom's situation. I don't know how she grew up. Yeah. But like there's room for us to learn more. By yeah. the way, I also just saw this on my Instagram. Not that I wasn't completely focused on our conversation right here but it they just said rumored leah mcsweeney in talks to join next season of real housewives of new york to spruce up the cast do you believe that i don't think the cast needs sprucing up i think it's really good me don't too I, do I really too. do yeah then jessel's past is brought up again <laughs> Jessel says she's not comparing herself to Brenner Sai. Aaron says you had a completely fine life. Jessel says, how could you know that? Did you live my life? Aaron sarcastically says your life was so difficult. You had to live with your rich uncle. Sai gets upset and starts yelling at Jessel that her parents' story is not her story. Jessel says that your new name is queen of assumption. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
at this point, if I was Jess, I'd be like, you want my story? I'm surrounded by a bunch of fucking assholes. You asked my story (laughs) and I gave it to you. You don't like it. I'm wrong about it. Sorry. But like you asked. Well, I just don't understand why they have such an opinion about her life. Do they know any, they, they said at the table, they don't know anything about her. So they don't, they don't know anything. So then when she tells them, why are they so hell bent on telling her that's not how she really grew up? Where does that even come from? Except they just want to jump on her. I think they want, I think because the way she started out this season with the whole. Is it the British accent? Is that why it's like everybody thinks she's wealthy because she has the British accent? Like, well, you- I mean, I did ask her when she was on the pod. I said, listen, there's all these rumors online that you went to this top prep school and college and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, it's not true. Then they sit down for another dinner. I feel like they've eaten 90% of this episode, but they they the do eat sit- a lot. I was like, there's a lot of eating going on. There's Isn't a there? lot of eating and then complaining about what they're eating. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and does Aaron really not have food ever? Is that why she's so thin? Is that like the key to her diet is just not well, I have did food? see one of the things she ate was just like, well, she is into green juice. We know that. Um, and we saw at one point, one of her meals was like some avocado with like some pepper on it. And I was like, probably not going to do it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was like, I don't, I really like her, but I don't know if I could hang out with her because apparently food is not number one at the top of her priority list. So we cannot be friends. (laughs) Well, I'm actually bummed because when Tamara and I had her on the pod, somebody had told us incorrect information like just they 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 gave us they were like just so you know before you have Aaron on this yeah. isn't somebody that works on our pod this is yeah. just like in the rumor housewife meal yeah meal. um Aaron is like the least one on this season she's not a part of anything she's boring she's blah 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 gave us and then now I'm watching the season I'm like who the fuck did they say that because yeah. you made me believe that she wasn't gonna get anything she no, she's I mean, ar- she argues with everybody <laughs> she argues with any like. <laughs> You'll argue with anyone at any time, at any place. Like she is such a good <laughs> arguer and she believes it. And it's oh, yeah. she's all we need. Like she is the Tamara of New York. Like she makes sure that yeah. storyline is fucking moving. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. I was like, damn, she just, she's, I like when she walked out of the, well, I don't even know if this is the last episode because I watched all 10 at one time. It's all one big episode <laughs> to me at this point. You're but... like the marathon movie I yeah. watched. <laughs> but the wreath making killed me. She's just like, fuck everybody i'm out of here <laughs> i was like you go she's good make your so, make your make your <laughs> fuck off. um then you know as they sit down at their dinner um they have to tell their most embarrassing story so before we get into their most embarrassing story what's yours um probably when I was really mad at Shane like really upset and I was texting him like you know how when you get mad at your husband and you do like the crazy ass wife text where you're just yeah. like boom boom and you just they just keep popping up like boom 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 I was really mad at him about something and I was just blowing up his phone and I was telling him off and I accidentally texted his mom and dad on a group <laughs> chat instead of him <laughs> I went off on him to his mother and father (laughs) to his core. Like you ripped him. Yes. And can I remind everyone that my mother-in-law is Persian and (laughs) Persian moms do not. Did she respond? Yes, she did. Yes. She went off on me. No. Yes. Yes. So yes. she mama bared you at that. Oh moment. man. I was like, I got to get divorced. Like I can't, I can't, 
I can't I'll never ever, look at her. Again. I can't ever show myself around here again. <laughs> How long into the relationship was it? This was I was You're like last week. It was 2019. <laughs> it was right before I had my uh my hip replaced. I'll never forget because I was in Ohio and I had the kids with me. And I just went off on him and I was just relentless. And man, I cannot believe I sent it to his mom and dad. It was like, <laughs> I, yeah, it was, and then she came back at me hard. I thought when I, and I called Shane, I was like, how do I unsend a text? How do I unsend a text? <laughs> now they have that feature. Thank yes. God. I feel like it was because of me. I feel like they were like, TM, you heard about that, Emily. We're going to do on send for you. Send me a screenshot of these texts so I can feel better. I don't, hey, no, I have deleted them. They are gone. I never wanted to see those texts again. It's like, it was traumatic. I mean, it was beyond embarrassing. It was, that's beyond just embarrassed. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, that's a pretty good one. Mine isn't, mine is just something that has stuck with me since the third grade. I have this really awkward sneeze now where I go, And it's because I was very, like, the dorkiest third, fourth grader you could ever imagine. Like, I had buck teeth, so then I would put, like, a like a fake retainer in because I wanted people to believe oh. I was trying to fix the problem. Oh, did you use, like, a paper clip? Paper clip, like, <laughs> fake headgear, like, the big Fisher Price glasses, like, the biggest goober. And... Uh, it was like computer class. Remember when you would have computer class where you'd like type and they'd put a box over your hands? No, I'm older than you. I didn't have computer uh, class. So I had, co- well, I, maybe it was typing class. Like I had, I had like a- cursive class. Well, either way, I went to have a big sneeze and the biggest freaking toot sneeze came out at the same fucking time. Oh, you farted like, and sneezed. Yeah. Like it was like a hot. It was like a snort. And I've never to this to this day, and I realize this isn't that embarrassing, but it is something that has stuck with me my entire life. Well, did I the kids never, did everyone hear it? Everyone heard it. Did everyone they laugh? laughed. Everyone pointed at me. Do you think she <laughs> farted? Do you think she sneezed? Like, which one was it? Nobody was clever enough to say schnart. Like it just was. And to this day, now I have a terrible sneeze where I never, I never get to an enjoy a sneeze and let it out. Oh, I see. So your, your sneeze is like a traumatized sneeze. Yeah. So you, it's a so you hold it. You, you, you clench your butt cheeks when you yes! sneeze so that you don't fart at the same time. Because what happens if that's just my thing? Well, it's funny. How old are you? <laughs> 42. Well, it's funny at 42. You should just let it go. <laughs> I'm too frightened. Because I know absolutely not. And my daughter has like a similar thing that has happened, but she doesn't seem embarrassed about it. And then I was like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Yeah. Anyways, Bryn's was that when she was 12 to 13, she got her period, didn't know what to do. So she grabbed a tampon and put it in her butt. Yeah. I don't know about that. I I don't know if I believe that. That's a true story. No, because... I'm sorry. Even if you don't know a lot about anatomy or maybe your mom didn't explain things to you, I still feel like you know that the blood is not coming from your butthole, right? Well, I can say after having kids, sometimes the butt blood <laughs> is coming from my yeah, butthole. Yeah, but she didn't have kids. She's only, <laughs> she's like, what, 13? And it's not easy. A tampon is completely dry. How are you going to get it up your butthole? I don't know. Can you try after and let me know next week how it went for yeah. you? So I see my homework assignment is trying to put a tampon in my ass. All right. Good luck to you. Um, you. No lube. Um, Jessel says she was at a club during spring break and she was trying to wave down her friend, (laughs) slip down. The bra came off the ground. This was Jessel's best story. Yeah. 
I love this story because I have this vision of like a club in Mexico where her top falls (laughs) off and then everybody's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they think it's part of the show. Yeah. Um, Jessel, of course, Ray Fiennes was involved in her tripping story, which made it less funny to me because I'm like, of course, there's a celebrity involved that is fancy. Right. Um, Did she give him a gift bag at the end of the stairs? (laughs) She's like, thank you for lifting me up. And here is a gift. (laughs) Thank you. This is my brand. And can you put, this is pre-Instagram probably. Yeah, right, right. On your Facebook chat. Yeah. Um. Then Cy was at a track meet and pooped her pants. You know what? That's the shit. I can't, I, I feel like something like that would happen to me. Yeah. I feel like with athletes though, maybe that just happens often. Cause if you're an athlete and you got to run a race or you're going to swim or something like you just can't be like, excuse me, can we just all take a break so I can go poop? Like you just have to go with it. Hold on. We're thinking that swim Olympic swimmers are just going. <laughs> Maybe. <with it. laughs> Why not? I mean, they can't just be like, no, don't blow the whistle. I got diarrhea. They just have to go. <laughs> I think there's a fine if you shit in the pool because every time Dove does at her swim <laughs> class, it's $250 for me. <laughs> like the tongue lashing I give her Wait, before. How many times have you had to pay that fine? It's multiple times. <laughs> That's more than the swim lessons. Of course, the swim lessons $25. And here's the thing. She's 100% potty trained. She makes no mistakes, but she gets into the pool and it relaxes her. Yeah. And then she's like, I'll know. I'll be watching the swim lesson. And then she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, Dub. You, you just get out your checkbook. You're like, I'm like, Dub, what are you doing? And uh, yeah. So no, nice that she's just taking a shit. Anywho. Then we get to the final drama. I, I'm i very torn on this issue. One, I, I, how do you feel about pranks? I mean, I like pranks. I think they're funny. I would like to prank someone. But if, if, if I was going to prank someone, like, it would be a good prank. I feel like it needs a lot of thought going into it, not just, like, pushing somebody in the pool or, like, you know, like, the taking of the cell phone. Those are, like, basic level pranks to me. It's okay. The first push in the pool is funny. A push back is not that funny, but here's the part that I just really don't understand. I, I get that you're in a foreign country. You're upset. You don't have your phone, but she left her fucking phone in the first place in the sprinter van or wherever it is that she left it. She didn't notice it was gone. And then she found it. Why the level of rage the next day? At that point, I wonder, has someone gone to Uba and been like, listen, you had COVID for two weeks. Yeah. You weren't really a part of the show. Right. You, yes, you are funny and you're beautiful, but you haven't caused any drama. Yeah. Figure something out. Yeah. And I do felt it like now. that too. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So we're, we're going to just do the cell phone. <laughs> we're just going to go with the cell phone. Like there's nothing else. We're just going to be like, you took my cell phone. I mean, I, yeah. I, I really, I mean, if it was 45 minutes, who gives a shit? Yeah. And she gave it back to her. It's not like she withheld it. She's like, oh yeah, you left it in the van. I was going to play a prank on you. Here's your cell phone. phone. (laughs) And it wasn't even her that pushed her back in the pool. So like, I I feel like Aaron saying she was scared of Uba though, takes her from an Aaron to a Karen. That's the only thing. Like, did you have a moment where you felt scared of Aaron? Yeah. I mean, scared, like, cause Aaron says I was scared. No, I don't. I didn't see that. I didn't didn't think she was scary. 
I didn't think she was scary. I thought she was overreacting. I thought she was overreacting too. I thought she was way overreacting. I thought it was odd. I thought it was odd behavior. And I, I, I wouldn't have been scared in that situation at all because I would have been like, I gave you your phone. You're acting like a nut. You're, I gave you your phone that you left for the record. You should yeah. be grateful and shut the phone. But also at that moment, Aaron, speak up. You have told yeah. everybody else that she left the phone, but have you actually said it to Uba? Yeah, that's the part I didn't understand either. I was like, why are you not just explaining that she left it on the van? The driver gave it to you and you held on to it. And then she noticed that it was gone and then you gave it back. Like, I don't even. It's I not even. It's the lamest prank ever. It's not even funny. I know. And, I was like, it's not even a good prank. And you gave it right back to her. And I'm sorry, Uba. If you have so many people to call and you have so much storyline, tell us because you've given us nothing. Yeah, she really hasn't. I love Uba. I think she's funny. I think she's good. You can tell something, something else has got to be bothering her to take yeah. for her to go to a 10 over the cell phone. Yeah, totally. Ugh. But I mean, that's the end of the episode. Uh, fan thoughts. They're split between thinking Aaron is ridiculous and Uba's overreacting. Same as us. Yeah. Um, people are wondering why Bren makes everything about sex. I think that's her tool. Like that's I think, what she knows. I think, you know, when you, when you hear her background and how she grew up, I think a lot of times when you grow up in a situation like that, you come up with coping mechanisms and, and she's funny. She's able to make every situation lighter because of it. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I enjoy her. I, you know, honestly, when I saw the intros and she was like, don't make me mad. I'll date your dad. And she was younger and she was pretty. I was like, oh my God, really? I was scared. I couldn't. I was her, like, I, love I don't know if I can stomach this. And then I really actually find her to be clever and witty and funny and I love how she's just like she gets mad but then she just laughs it off and she's cute I don't know it's just she I doesn't take her. herself too seriously no what I can say which I cannot say about any other cast I don't think mm -hmm. I don't I I think I enjoy everybody on this cast mm -hmm. yeah like there's no one I, at first it was Jessel for me mm -hmm. but she's she's come around maybe because once I meet once I talk to you on the pod then I feel like I have a connection connection with you yeah that. yeah but I there's no one that I'm like oh she's the worst yeah no I would agree I I like the cast and I like them all together I like how they all you know they all communicate well which I think is good for a cast I wouldn't wouldn't say that you know other casts do I feel like things go from zero to a hundred on other casts yeah where it's just like you have two people going at it but I think New York does a really good job of everybody being involved in the on, in the conversation and everybody communicating and everybody adding but nobody taking themselves so seriously that they get so pissed that it goes to like a DEFCON level yeah you know like, they always gonna ruin your career your yeah, life your marriage exactly they always bring it back down and then it ends on some light-hearted note where they really are friendly and really enjoy each other and I I like that I think because they're all new but yeah you know speaking of <laughs> things that um <laughs> way to ruin people's lives and cause major drama we're going to take a quick little break and then we're going to be back to recap real housewives of salt lake city bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Hi, it's Tamara Judge, co-owner of Vena CBD, where our mission is your health and wellness. At Vena, we understand life's daily challenges, and that's why we offer a range of CBD products designed to help you find balance and feel your best. Whether you're struggling with stress, sleep, or just looking for a daily wellness boost, we've got you covered. If you struggle getting a good night's sleep like me, listen up. I started sleeping better right away when I started taking lights out sleep gummies before bed. Our best sellers, like the Cloud9 Mood Enhancing Gummy and our Lights Out Sleep Gummy, are made with the highest quality of ingredients, grown right here in the USA, ensuring that you get all the benefits without any compromise. And we stand by our products. Not only are they third-party tested for quality, but we also offer a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Experience the difference with Vena CBD and take the first step towards a more balanced you. Visit venacbd.com today and explore our range of products. And for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive discount on your first order. Just use the code TEAPOD, T-E-A-P-O-D, at checkout for buy one, get one free. So we are back to talk about all things Salt Lake City. Um, The main takeaway from this episode for me is we're going to have to do a podcast from Trixie Hotel. I totally agree. I couldn't stop staring at all the cute rooms and the pink and I wanted a pink drink. It was amazing. All of it. That, that was great. Um, well, you know what? Also, I was a little jealous cause I'm like, we're on orange County. I'm only what, two hours away. Why have I never filmed there? Why <laughs> did they come all the way from Salt Lake city and end up at the Trixie motel? And it's literally in my backyard and we've never filmed there. It, it starts off with Meredith is shocked to see Angie. She calls it ill-mannered and rude that Whitney invited Angie without asking the hostess. Yeah. How would you have handled the situation if you were Meredith? Well, I don't know. Can we first back it up and say, is it ill-mannered and rude that Angie wasn't invited in the first place? When Angie is a housewife? I'm sorry. Yeah. We have to break the fourth wall at this yeah. point. I Fuck mean, you I- and your entitlement. I, I just, I, I'm like, well, she, I, I mean, I know we're, okay. I mean, she's on the cast. There's six housewives. She's one of them. And you're going to plan a trip and exclude one person out. I mean, that's rude. That's, I mean, even if you don't like them just to exclude someone and they're supposed to just sit at home while everybody else goes and film somewhere. I mean, that's terrible. And let's also, uh, there are situations where I am sure that at some point somebody said to Whitney, figure out a way yeah that angie's come. i don't think whitney on her own was like <laughs> you don't <laughs> i have a really a clever idea <laughs> you don't think whitney had like a bubble up here that was like bring angie <laughs> this would be a brilliant plan yeah. no and, and go early that'll be fun i'm gonna book my own travel this time around yeah. no yeah. <laughs> um but i i think that it really just shows how annoying it is when you see uh, a senior housewife that has been there longer yeah. try to ice out somebody new. Yeah, and it, it's hurtful. 
that's why I was like, I get the whole ill-mannered and rude, but like you didn't include her in the first place. So, I mean, if we want to talk about rude, that was mean. That was mean. That's that mean-spirited. Was- and honestly, like, to be honest, Meredith, it's not your place to exclude somebody that they've cast on the show. Yeah. To not, co- It's one thing if you don't want to include them on your kid's birthday party. Right. Or something that involves your family. Right. But a cast trip, like, you, you don't get to make that call. <laughs> Go kick rocks. Like, honestly. And we all know how those trips are in general. One person's the planner. Like, please. Yeah. Fucking please. Um, (laughs) But then what I thought was even more rude was Angie is now trying to be nice. She says, she tells Mary, come over and sit with us. And Mary says, I'm not coming over there. Please stop talking to me like that. I don't I like didn't it. Find, I didn't think it was rude. I thought it was hilarious. I, if you look up zero fucks given in the dictionary, like there is a picture of Mary Cosby. I have never seen someone so with so little care for any other human being on the planet <laughs> before. But you have to also keep in mind, this woman is a pastor. <laughs> I know, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, she it's like less than zero she's like sub zero fucks given like the, the she's everyone's orbiting this way on the planet and she's orbiting the other by herself I find her hilarious I really well, do I, I find it hilarious because it's so ridiculous <laughs> but I I at least mm-hmm. like when somebody's being re- ridiculous for it to be based in somewhat like uh, some sort of truth in some capacity I, I think I think on Mary, you just got to let that one go. Well, Mary, I, asked- you know what I find funny? I think I think everyone's reaction to her is funny because when she says it, no one even reacts. They're just like, OK, no, it's like when baby dove says something and we all just like kind of laugh at it and act like it's not inappropriate. Meanwhile, yeah. she's like punching us in the arm or the face. Yeah, I mean, doing- it's just like everybody's just like, this, I don't know. But I do like how she didn't want to come sit with them. But then the first thing she does is sit down and start talking to them. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to sit with you and don't talk to me. Oh, but why did you guys come early? <laughs> like, what? You make no sense. <laughs> she makes absolutely no sense. But then Mary asks Whitney why they are so, she says it feels childish. Childish. As if refusing to come sit with them and screaming yeah. across the pool is not childish. Yeah. Well, I don't think she has a large vocabulary, as we see later. <laughs> <laughs> i love when somebody gets something wrong and then they get mad and down on it and then they have to ask their puking friend right i know she's like (laughs) 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 um okay then angie says whitney's being inclusive and mary says i wasn't talking to you um how would you it, like if you were actually there though i know you're finding it hilarious outside <laughs> no, of imagining right. you were yeah. in that situation uh-huh. how would you've actually responded to mary if she was speaking to you like she did to either angie or whitney at this point? i probably would have lost it they have a lot more patience than i do <laughs> i mean i would have just probably gone off on her <laughs> like i i I can't even imagine because then meredith walks past whitney angie and lisa by the pool like somehow it it was like she was trying to give like fashion model but really it was like i'm feeling insecure and nervous (laughs) and (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, that looked like my one stint yeah. at New York Fashion Week. Yeah, yeah. Never been more uncomfortable <laughs> and awkward, but trying to be a badass, but like the yeah. least close to badass you could possibly. Well, I'm sure she was regretting that motel because she had to walk <laughs> outside to get to the other room and she had to pass the pool. <laughs> there was no hallway she could go down. <laughs> um, then Meredith tells Angie that she didn't know she would be here so she can shop alone. So they pick this also I thought was I didn't get it. I didn't think it was funny. They the, all the were they all at the same fucking store? I'm confused. I was like, I, are you at Swirl in Orange <laughs> County? <laughs> right. And why didn't we get invited? <laughs> um, I think gifting? they were at two different stores, but I didn't understand why there were so many in one store. Like there's four girls in one. Well, I guess you can only do four and two, right? If you double up. Yeah. Or th- what, well, now yeah. there was five, but yeah. But Did you see I, all the editors put when they were putting the groups of girl, like the two shopping, and then they put Angie and herself. <laughs> but also why did they all have on like like tea uh, like they were going to a tea party yeah what are those called uh the little clip things that you get where the Uh, fascinator fascinator yeah yeah. like was there a theme i'm lost i don't know but why does palm springs have so many fascinators like where is there a shop with that many fascinators where are they well there are polo fields in palm springs so maybe is that why like women dress up but then heather's dressed like a 90s like boy band or something (laughs) like i don't even understand i was like it's gotta be hot Like I, you have to be sweating and like, I'm someone that Mm -hmm. I'm sweating in my room right now. And it's like 68 degrees in here. Like I can't, and that might be menopause, but I cannot even imagine like Lisa's pretty much naked. She's in her like reject Coachella outfit that was picked for her. (laughs) Meredith doesn't even take her swimsuit off from underneath the dress that I know I noticed that I was like you can still see her bikini under her yellow dress what is going on <laughs> I I didn't understand the picking out the outfits um but I mean it was supposed to be like I I mean her whole explanation was it was supposed to be like a like a trust you know a, a trust experiment where the other person picks out something for you and you're supposed to trust what they give you to wear I don't know I <laughs> everything the only people that i thought kind of tried to do right by each other were monica oh yeah or did i make that up monica oh you're right we're monica and And mary Mary. yeah just because they were asking each other do you like that like they actually went shopping that's because they were alone they weren't with the other women so they didn't know what was (laughs) they didn't know they actually like followed the assignment (laughs) they were like oh this actually seems like it might look good on you i mean every single one of their outfits except for those two were absolutely ridiculous but Angie, you can tell it's starting to hurt her feelings. You have to also, you didn't probably watch last season, mm-hmm. but Angie on the cast trip last year, when mm-hmm. she was a friend of Jen Shaw poured a drink on her head. Oh, well then. Like right after a fresh blowout. Like, so her only two trips where she got alcohol poured on her and then the second trip she didn't get invited <laughs> at all. Yes. <laughs> like this isn't a warm welcome. Oh, yeah. And then her friend that she's now brought on to the show, which who knows how real that whole situation is. Right. Any chance she can get, she is kind of up Meredith's ass. Yeah, she is. I, I actually enjoy her in her confessionals, but not so much with the other women. Insane. That's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. In her confessionals when she's open and she's vulnerable. Yeah. She's, she's funny. She's yeah. funny. And she's she's funny occasionally, but I do think she's making it a point I don't know if she's like wanting to double down on just 
maybe getting I don't know why they all want Angie out of there what's yeah, the I didn't understand that Angie? either I I don't I I still what is it well I didn't understand it either and I felt like I felt badly for her because I felt like all her conversations that she was trying to have with Meredith I felt like they were really reasonable and like she was actually starting off like hey let's just you know I mean she was being kind she was like what's the problem with me I don't really understand it and I, I don't know. And then Meredith was just like, she became like a whole nother person. It was like a, like she needed like an exorcism. No, I mean, speaking of accents, the only person that had a worse accent than us earlier yeah. on this pod yeah. was Meredith. Was it an accent or did she just become a whole new person? Because I couldn't understand what was going on. She was like, you can leave. I was like, what is that? I don't understand what's going on. I mean, I... Well, first off, you know, whenever that you're at a dinner and they start playing games, I'm like, oh, shit's getting boring. Yeah. And someone's like, all right, we got to figure right. out how to spice this up. Let's right. play an inappropriate game that's going to piss people <laughs> off. And Heather says that her cold and prickly for Angie is that she doesn't trust her. And even though they grew up together. And then, of course, they did Angie dirty by showing her high school photo. <laughs> right? I was like, is that the same person? <laughs> I was like, what? Man? Meanwhile, Heather's like never like it's Heather's best photo she's ever taken. Yeah, in right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the editor likes Heather. They're like, Heather, actually, what photo do you want us to use for this? <laughs> and then with Angie, they like search the Internet. They're like, yeah. worst photo we can possibly yeah. find. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think my my spidey senses, which could be off, I think that they all felt like Angie was trying to get on the show for a very long time uh-huh. and couldn't and went through multiple different friends to try to do so. So and is that what the underlying tension is that isn't I, that they're not really talking about? So yes. there's tension, but you don't really understand the tension. Yes, because you hear Meredith say like, oh, you said publicly that you'd never really be my friend. And yeah. then the next comment is like, you've gone to everyone in this group to be friends. So it's yeah. like, you know, I feel like every franchise there is that person. But like yeah. once they're in, shut the fuck up about it. I don't yeah. care how they got in. Right. right. I don't care. No, you got to go with it. You got to go with it. And that's your job. Your job and is to go with it. so to me I'm just like at this point she's in she got her snowflake let it be and then you know Monica bringing up her her prickly did make sense to your girl Lisa and I love Lisa Barlow too yeah Uh, but Lisa actually was receptive to it you could tell it pissed her off yeah she took it she did she was like duly noted okay you can shut the fuck up now duly noted okay got it duly noted shut the fuck up (laughs) I fucking got it. Got it. That when being you said, afford a ring, you'll be upset. <laughs> come back if and talk to me. Claire's. <laughs> I can't. So clearly there's issues. Um, but then. Uh, what did you think about the scene? I have to ask you this. What did you think of the scene where Monica did the whole like, I just went to Louis Vuitton and bought a bag because I wanted to fit in with the other women. Like, what did you think? I thought I was actually okay with that. I I thought it was a good, like, it was a true moment where I think, I feel like I had that moment at one point in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like I, I had a situation where, and, but me, it wasn't necessarily about a bag. Like it was about like glamming. So it's not, I don't know if it's the same on OC, but Mm -hmm. everybody glams every freaking time. 
Yeah. No matter what, even if you're like waking up in the morning, you're like, Oh yeah, they're fully glammed (laughs) and whether they can do their own glam or they pay for glam or whatever. I'm someone that cannot like the only reason I have, like you will see me at 90% of these other podcasts and I will look like complete hell. I am glam today because I had an important meeting this morning in which I had to be glam. I can't put on eyelashes. Mm -hmm. I can't do my hair. I look like, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's nothing so I remember there was a situation where I like got home one night and like cried to Edwin I'm like I feel out of place everyone mm-hmm. is in fucking costumes and done to the nines mm-hmm. and I feel like I look like hell so you're saying that you understood that level of vulnerability where she felt like she had to go to Louis Vuitton and buy a $5,000 bag so that she could fit in with everybody else but then she makes fun of Lisa Barlow for talking about her $60,000 ring I think that she's saying if she would have been open with the women and not just her mother. Yeah. About like, Oh, it would have been more impactful. It would have been more impactful. Yeah. Like if she would have said, listen guys, like if she would have said in that moment, Lisa, I'm just trying to like make do here and like splurge for this bag just so I can fit in with the group. So Mm -hmm. when you throw it in my face that you have a $60,000 ring ring 20 times, it makes me feel like shit. Yeah. That I could have probably gotten. It just, I don't think she parlayed the message the correct way. Right. Yeah. Totally. But what about when she yelled out that she's been fucking her brother-in-law? Yeah. Brother-in-law? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's an icebreaker. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, that's one way to keep a snowflake. Give us more. Yeah. I mean, that was like ripping the bandaid off. Like she didn't even like, you know, like narrate something to like transition into it she's just like i fucked my brother-in-law for what 18 months or something wasn't that what it was but i mean at this table i don't know if you know the backstory but i guess you know because mary was married to her grandfather nothing shocks these women anymore yeah because i know we really followed up I, I know that's i was like wait why i don't <laughs> understand i spent an entire season picking apart jen pedronte because she cheated on her husband or whatever and this woman just blurts out that she was having an affair with her brother-in-law for 18 months and everybody's like oh i was like cheer anyways rolls i was like what the fuck? <laughs> The only thing they wanted to understand if it was the brother's brother or, or they wanted like a sister's know. husband. That was it. That's and then everyone was like, okay, anyway, yeah, anyway, moving, yeah, moving right along. The espresso martini, please. <laughs> that was it. And then we we kind of we get back to um, Angie and Meredith, where at this point, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm done with Meredith. Yeah, I was like, I, 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 I like Meredith, and I, and I, and I've met Meredith multiple times, and I just so was I have like, a question because I've never actually met Meredith. Okay. She's too good for me. Um, <laughs> what do you like about her? I mean, I've just met her on a personal level and just chatted with her. She's nice. I mean, that was my first impression. She actually reached out to me when she was first on the show because I think her husband's from Ohio, so she was like asking me questions, and I don't know. I mean, I just I I like Meredith. I don't have a problem with her. I don't dislike her, but in that scene, you mean in real life? In real life, I like her. In that scene, I did not like her. I was like, it, it just didn't make sense. I was like. And then the security, like trying to get security to take her away, but she's really talking to the waiter and the waiter, like the waiter has no clue. <laughs> the, the waiter, waiter was like, I haven't even served you guys dinner yet. Right. I mean, like, 
and I don't give a shit about your problems. Right. Um, and I but- mean, what was her expectation? Like, did she really think they were going to like physically pick her up and, and like remove her from the restaurant? I, I didn't understand. I, I didn't really. I think at this point she must have been in the black. Like yeah. at this point, there's no there's no real recollection. Um, But then this is this is the part that sealed the deal for me. Once Angie said, you know, Angie makes a shitty comment about yeah. like Angie's essentially the jewelry and her whatever and then meredith walks away but then meredith does exactly what she's been furious at lisa barlow for yeah for years the rumors the rumors about the husband and yeah yeah, i have a strong opinion about that but go ahead yeah no but she this is my problem she has honestly raked lisa barlow through the coals for saying something that truly was off camera yeah. Like Lisa Barlow was locked in a closet with a producer. Yeah. Venting her hot mic moment, right? Her hot mic. Yeah. Meredith is not having a hot mic moment. This no, is she's clearly Mike. She knows she's being filmed. Lisa Barlow goes to room. comfort her, which is, yeah. of course, they're going to film it. You can assure, I can assure you that whomever it is that's like a team is in there zooming yeah. in and she right. takes that moment to say, what about her fucking husband? Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. Here's the thing. This this pisses me off as a as a housewife because it's happened to me. I hate it. I hate it when people do the whole I know something, I've heard something, but I'm not going to say what it is. Like they try to rationalize that they're a good person, like they're being, you know, like a good person by not telling you what the rumor is, but there's a rumor. I hate that. I feel like there's only two ways you can go. Either shut the fuck up and don't say anything at all or spill the beans. I don't like that intermediate in the middle like yeah, either say exactly yeah. what it fucking is like listen your husband or don't in- bring it up at all yeah and if you don't have the balls to bring it up shut the fuck up about it or you're in my opinion you're just making it up yeah because otherwise all you're doing is you're literally your intent is malicious because your intent is so that people know that there's rumors out there but then you're preserving yourself by saying oh but i'm not going to say what it is you know because i'm a good person i'm not going to do that but no now you just leave it out there to hang in the in the environment for people to create their own scenario their own which is probably worse than what the actual rumors are you know which and at this point like i don't even think any of the women are, are, it's. I don't think it's a situation like where you're currently in, where a lot of it is relationship driven. I don't think yeah. Salt Lake. We don't hear a ton about their relationships with their significant others. Yeah. So I feel like it's just her way of trying to make Angie look like an asshole. Yeah, but I see. I just think she looks like an asshole in that situation. I don't think right. Angie does. I'm like, I don't it's think backfiring. Angie does at all. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think that Meredith is also going to get. Like who, who at this point I'm trying to understand, it's like, who is Meredith actually trust in this group? Who does Meredith like? We're really supposed to believe that Meredith's best friend is Mary. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause it always says, uh, Meredith's Mary's friend. friend. <laughs> Meredith's friend. Meredith's friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess, I mean, I know we're running over time, but in the final part, it's, it's they're in the they're in the sprinter van, which is always torture. <laughs> I mean, my even when I'm thing, not <laughs> on five martinis, I will probably throw up in a fucking sprinter. I hate being a sprinter van. Yeah, I do too. But um, three things that I never need to see on Housewives are axe throwing, a sh- a a, sh- a shaman. What is it? A shaman? A shaman session? Yeah, shaman. 
and somebody vomiting their bodily fluids. I don't. Yeah. I yeah. don't. And it. not only vomiting, but like it's dripping. Like it's not. Oh, all yeah. In the and bag. Clear. <laughs> it's coming out of the bag. <laughs> and Whitney banging to get out of the yeah. of the car. Yeah. But we do get to hear. Um, what is it that Heather sprouted up to say? <laughs> predator right <laughs> Mary kept saying you Mary's kept saying like, I'm a pornographer you, you pornography I was like what is she talking about this is the most bizarre fight I've ever heard and the Whitney's like what what Whitney's thought she's like I don't understand what? like Mary at this point say like starts with a p it's a consonant yeah, yeah. it's similar to pornography but not really because you called only- me pornography <laughs> I was like what oh my gosh well that's the end of this week's episode you guys we will be back to recap again next week and uh send us any questions thoughts concerns uh that you may have for either of us emily thank you so much for filling of course it was fun i loved it Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.